you're uh, a girls wrestler and you're you're looking to compete at the next level, definitely definitely check us out. And uh, even if it's not us, like I said, go for it. You won't regret it. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the WrestleHer podcast. I am your host, Jessica Brenton, and today we are joined by special guest Keegan Berry. He is a Minot State wrestling coach. Um, how are you doing today, Keegan? I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing? Doing good. Um, so why don't you go ahead and tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. Um, yeah, my name is Keegan Berry. I grew up here in Casper, Wyoming. Um, wrestled my whole life. Um, went to Minot State to wrestle, actually. Wrestled there for six years because of COVID. and Got a medical redshirt year, so that doesn't happen very often, wrestling for six years in college. And then uh, coached for the men's team as a graduate assistant coach. And then now I'm over on on the female side of things as the assistant. And uh, yeah, I guess that's basically it. I wrestled my whole life. Don't really remember not wrestling. So. Yeah. So uh, yeah, nice. that's a little bit about me. Awesome. Short and sweet. Yeah. How'd you start wrestling? Um, actually, funny story. My dad, Kevin Dillon, you know Kevin. Mm-hmm. He was a longtime head coach for Windy City Wrestling. He was working with my dad. And uh, my dad was going to put us into hockey. Mm-hmm. And then Kevin kind of said, hey, have you you know, ever heard of like wrestling, have you ever wrestled, know anyone that wrestled, and he didn't really, and Kevin kind of talked him into it, so uh, um, I was three, my brother was five, and he threw us into Windy City, and mm-hmm. Windy City Pride, yeah, Windy City Pride, <laughs> ran with it, and and obviously we loved it, and here we are. Yeah, so how did you get involved with the girls program up there then? Um, so, also kind of a funny story, um, I got done coaching last year with the men's program, got my master's, and kind of figuring out what I wanted to do and applied for a couple of teaching jobs and I didn't get them. And then uh, pretty good friends with the, the head female coach, Brittany Mitchum. And and uh, she reached out to me that there was an opportunity for an assistant job and kind of have two jobs. We, we can talk about that in a little bit. But, uh, but uh, so yeah, I was actually on vacation in uh, Myrtle Beach and she called me up and said like, you pretty much have to do your interview in the next like two days if you want to do this because they're going to try to hire somebody else. And I was like, oh, yeah. Okay, um, well, let's do it. So I did did a Skype interview, and uh, a couple of days later, you know, called me and told me that I got the job, and, and nice. that's how that's how I kind of fell into it. It was, you know, lined up good, I guess. Yeah, sounds like it. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about your program. Um, so we're a D two program. We're based out of Minot, North Dakota, right up by uh, the Canadian border. Okay. And uh, we're in our second year competing. Last year was our their first year when I was uh, on the men's side of things still, but uh, pretty successful so far. I mean, their first year competing, they had three national qualifiers, so that awesome. was re- really cool to see. Yeah, Started out with um, 11 girls last year, and we started with 22. We're down to 19 this year, but we have 19 girls. and uh, it's a solid team. Yeah, yeah, solid team. It's, you know, it's crazy. It's like uh, we don't have a 101 pounder. Okay. That's crazy to me, that weight class. What are the weight classes? So it's 101, 109, 116. 123,135,135,135,135,135,135,135,135,135,135,135,135,135,135,135,135,135,135,135,135,135,135,135,135,135,135,135,135,135,135,135,135,135,135,135,135,135,135,135,135,135,135,135,135,135,135,135,135,135,
that notifies us. It just asks you, you know, some questions like if you're through the NCAA clearinghouse, which if you're looking to get recruited by any NCAA schools, make sure you go um, create an NCAA account first of all, and then and then uh, go in. You got to put in, you know, your transcripts and ACT, SAT scores, all that kind of stuff, and basically just gets you in the portal essentially, so that you're able to recruit. Just so that we know, you know, you're going to be eligible first of all, and then uh, yeah, fill out our recruiting form, and then we kind of sift through all those recruits and. Okay. And and look through them and read through your information and do a little digging and then and then uh, and then we'll reach out to you. Um, you can always reach out to us too. Our emails are all on there. So, um, yeah. What um, if they don't do that? What are your recruiting needs like? What do you look for when you don't have recruitment forms in front of you? Yeah. So, um, like, if we're just looking for someone to recruit, mm-hmm. what, what do we look for? Yeah. Um, so a big thing. I mean. It's awesome that there's so much availability coming with, you know, so many states sanctioning women's wrestling. Yeah. Um, one big thing <clears throat> we look for is, first of all, grades. Because, yeah. I mean, you're a student athlete, first of all, so that's kind of, we're hurting a little bit. Two of our girls we just found out are ineligible. So. Oh, <clears throat> I feel that with my high school team, too. Yeah, so, so that's always, you know, a big one we want to look at. You know, GPA, it's always nice to see good GPA. We don't really care about SAT, ACT, that just depends on how much money you get from the school. But mm-hmm. um, we look for, honestly, obviously state placing is a, is a big thing. Um, mm-hmm. We look for a lot of out-of-season competitions, so mm-hmm. girls that are taking the time to go in the summertime, go to Fargo, stuff like that. Yeah. And and, um, and then really, we do, I mean, just an athletic girl is something that, that we look for. Yeah. I mean, if you're doing other sports too, that's always a good thing, mm-hmm. you know, for us. But just wrestling is good too. We like to see – like I say, that that out of season competition going to going to more than just your you know your in state competitions that you have during the season. Right. So, so I had a girl last year. She went to Fargo. She's been to a ton of national tournaments with me. Yep. Um, she was super upset that she lost. She went to an out, and she's like, "I'm never going to get recruited. No coach is going to want me." I'm like, "Well, you're here though, is the thing, and you're a junior, and they're still watching you, and they want to see you lose too." Um, so I think having that advice to the girls, letting them know that if they go to national tournaments, they're going to be seen Oh yeah. Um, by all these coaches and they're going to these tournaments and watching regardless if you win or lose. So um, I think that that's something that kind of got in her head a little bit, but I like that you are able to give the advice that just get, go to these tournaments and you will be seen regardless of the outcome. For sure. Um, they're going to be looking obviously at how you did at state and stuff, but um, Fargo's hard. Fargo is Fargo's hard. super hard. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, as long as you're showing up and, you know, you have a good match and, you know, coaches still want to see that. I got sixth and still got a scholarship when I was at Fargo. So I think just having that mindset of I'm here, I'm putting in the work, I'm doing good. Um, these coaches are still going to want me regardless. Um, yeah. So do you go, <laughs> do you personally go to like these national tournaments and stuff? Yep. So I, I did, um, actually my first time last year was as a GA going to tournaments to recruit. Like I only went to the North Dakota state tournament for wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, but this year I plan to go to Fargo. Um, I'll be at Fargo and then, uh, that'll probably be my biggest recruiting. Our head coach actually isn't going to be able to go. So okay. I'll be the only one out there for us. So gotcha. looking forward to that. And, uh, yeah, honestly, we just, we, we like to see girls going to those tournaments. Yeah. I mean, like you said, we don't even, you know, we're not, Obviously, we'll look we'll look at girls that you know make it further in the tournament or whatever. But right. but I mean, we have two girls on our team right now that you know 
did super well. They they both won state, but they you know at Fargo actually both of them went zero and two, or maybe one of them won one match, but and they're finding success. So definitely not worried as much. Just the commitment side of things, you know, being committed and yeah. and going for that extra competition and um, yeah, winning's winning's not everything. That's for sure. Right, I love that. Um, so, what does your recruiting timeline look like? So right now, what we're we're obviously looking for seniors right now, but we so we can we can only talk to you as a junior. Obviously, you can't be any younger than yeah. a junior. We can't we can't reach out or you know have you on a recruiting trip or anything like that. Um, we like like right now is. Basically, the, we're, we're trying, we have nine visits in January, mm-hmm. you know, so right now through April is kind of when we want to get most of our girls secured. <clears throat> and then after that, we kind of start looking at the following year already. Yeah. Obviously, we can get some some late signees, but we kind of like to have the next year solidified from, you know, basically when we start and, you know, the summertime and then January through April right now is kind of like our crunch time to to get our next year girls all in, hopefully. Yeah. Um, so... If somebody wants to come um, do a recruiting trip, what's that process like? So, yeah, like I said, first thing, they, they obviously fill out the form. We'll get in contact with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we kind of just figure out um, how they're going to get there. First of all, like if their parents are coming, you know, if you're able to drive, stuff like that, because, um, you know, we have, we have a budget. So, mm-hmm. um, but we'll fly you out. We'll, we'll buy plane tickets and, and fly them out depending on where they're at or, or, uh, you know, whatever it is. And we just work with you. We, we figure out when, uh, when a time's going to work for you best to, to get out to us. And, mm-hmm. and then we just figure out travel. And, and like I said, we're, we're willing to buy plane tickets and, and, and get you out there and usually have you out there for anywhere from two to three days, something like that. Okay. Um, yeah, check out all of our facilities. And that's one thing about mine. I mean, we have super cool facilities. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's crazy for D2 really. Like I've been to you know, all the D2 schools in, mm-hmm. in our conference and, and our facilities are awesome. So it's, you know, that's, that's why we like to get girls out there because yeah, uh, Minot, North Dakota isn't necessarily the most appealing <laughs> right? when, when you just think about it, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, super cool campus. So that's kind of the, the process, pretty, pretty simple. And we're, we're willing to work with whatever's available for them. So. Okay. Awesome. So if somebody does get recruited, they end up signing and coming to your school. What does a typical day for an athlete look like? Typical day, um, well, I can kind of go through, like, if they were to come to school all the way through when we when we leave. So when we come in, you have two weeks just kind of to get into your classes, kind of get flowing mm-hmm. with stuff. We have open mats and, and things like that for the first couple weeks. Um, classes-wise, just kind of depends um, with classes. Um, it's not like high school, obviously. Right. You have, you know, two or three classes in a day yeah. or something like that. You know, maybe some days you have one, maybe some days you don't have any. Um and then our preseason for workouts, um, we wrestle three times a week, and then we have a conditioning workout, and then you lift three times a week. Okay. So um, pretty light. We only, we're only allowed eight hours mm-hmm. um, in the preseason um, for Kara. So you have eight hours, so we use three three wrestling with a conditioning and then, and then three uh, weight training sessions. And then once we get into season, season starts in October. We're wrestling every day, and then, then uh, lift three times a week. Um, and then we pretty much do that all the way until springtime. Once we're done, um, nationals in March and then postseason is the same. So we go back to that eight hours a week, which okay. would be just basically the same thing. We won't do any conditioning in the springtime, but. Okay. So those are open mats. They're not, they're like optional stuff or are they mandatory in the off season? Uh, mandatory in the off season. Okay. Um, and obviously we'll have open mats as well, but those 
three practices, you know, are, are they're mandatory. Yeah. It becomes it becomes a job, you yeah. know, once once you get to that level. So Yeah, for sure. You gotta train your body and you gotta be in shape to wrestle. It's it, unlike any other shape and it's so quick to get out of. So yeah. I definitely get that. Um, is there any specific values that your school has that they want their athletes to take away from this program? Um, well we always say like we wanna create young women. Like we you know, wrestling is just just a pathway mm-hmm. kind of. So so we wanna just create, you know, good humans mostly. Yeah. Um so, you know, it's, su- it's super cool kind of being on both sides, like men's and women's. Like, it's more cohesive on the women's side. Like, yeah. they're all friends. They all hang out. Right. Um, which I think helps a lot. Mm-hmm. So the cohesion is a big thing. And <clears throat> just, I'd say, like, the biggest thing that we tell our girls is honesty and integrity. Like, okay. like just be straight up with us and, yeah. and do the right thing. And, and we'll have your backs. You know, don't, you know, that's really all we ask. You know, have respect for us. And we'll have respect for you, and and we make a good cohesive team, and and at the end of it, coming out with a degree, and yeah, and uh, learning a good work work ethic for sure. Awesome, so. I love that. Um, so, was it a transition to go from coaching boys to coaching girls? Was it different for you? Um, it's different, and yeah, it's different. Um, I would say. I don't know the the biggest differences. Obviously, they wrestle freestyle, so that's right. that's different. Yeah. Which is it's it's cool to coach it at a high level again. Yeah. I've been coaching little kids since I've been there, but right. you know, getting getting to a collegiate level, coaching has has been super cool. So so even like coaching myself and you know learning higher level technique, <clears throat> excuse me, in freestyle is cool. Um, I think there. I mean, there is a little more drama. I guess yeah. a little more drama than than on the the boys side of things. Um, but like I say, it's um, they're they're way more coachable. Actually, yeah. I'll say that they yeah. they listen a lot better. A lot better. <laughs> you don't you don't run into to anyone trying to butt heads with you or or you know anything like that. So they listen super well. Um, yeah. Other than that, I mean, obviously, I guess I mean the intensity is a little bit different just overall. I guess, mm-hmm. but. But I mean, it's not that they don't work just as hard, you right. know, or whatever. But, but um, yeah, those are kind of the the biggest things I would say. They actually having them listen to me, yeah. um, all of them, and then and then just the team cohesion is, is is a lot different. Just all of them kind of hanging out. You know, the men's side, you kind of have all your mm-hmm. little groups, yeah. you know, and you know, even like that's how I was too. I mean, I didn't yeah. hang out with everybody on the team, but but it's pretty cool to see that too. So yeah, it's definitely different to see a girl team compared to a boy team. The girl team is like one pack and they're all so close. And I'd love to see that with yeah. girls for sure. Um, so coaching them, you know, sometimes isn't for everybody. Some um, people that have been coaching, you know, a boys team their whole life might have a tougher transition to transition into girls and their coaching style might not match up to a girl's team. So how would you describe your coaching style? Um, my coaching style <laughs> Our head coach always says that I play the good cop every time, which I don't <laughs> think is true. Um, but my coaching style, I like to coach to everyone's strengths. Like I'm not trying to like be a cookie cutter and like mm-hmm. you got to wrestle this way, like do this, do this. Like I did underhooks. There's a lot of underhooks, but I'm not going to like make everyone on the team do underhooks. Right. And uh, I am like I'm pretty compassionate. I feel like I I enjoy coaching girls a lot. Actually, it's it's uh, it's a lot of fun and and. Uh, yeah, I guess my coaching style would be just playing to playing to the girls' strengths and and listening to like what they have to say too. Yeah, and uh, just coaching to how they like to wrestle. 
Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so they, you know, bond a lot. Um, they do a lot of things. Do you guys do any team bonding type of activities with your teams? We do a lot, especially uh, preseason. So once a week, actually, we, we do a mandatory team bonding, and they come up with the activity. That okay. They can do whatever they want. And usually on the weekend, so they all get together, and, and we'll we'll be at it sometimes, and sometimes we won't be there. Kind of kind of depends on, you know, what we're doing. But they'll go bowling, or yeah. they'll just have a movie night, or, like, one of the girls crochets, so she, like, had a crochet night and, like, taught all the girls how to, like, crochet. Nice. So, so yeah, they do a lot of it. Um, in season, it gets a little tougher because we're really busy. But, right. you know, kind of I think the team bonding that happens is all on all those traveling trips. Like, yeah. That was my favorite, when, you know, when I was, you know, competing. Right. Driving on the bus or, like, mm-hmm. um, the beginning of this year, we flew to Georgia. So, like, all the travel in the airports and then, like, staying at the hotels and all that's a big, a big team bonding, too, I think. So, yeah. Um, so if an athlete happens to miss class for a competition um, or a tournament, does your school support that? How do they yep. react to that? Um, so we actually have something called a faculty athletic rep. Okay. And basically what that is is someone that bridges the gap between athletics and school. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're there to support you all the way. So that you can't be punished for missing class for a school-sanctioned event like okay. a sport. Yeah. Um, so all we require is we have a form that you give all your teachers. None of them really look at it. Mm-hmm. Honestly, they sign it and they right. say, okay, those are the dates you're going to be gone. Just remind me. And then we just remind our girls, like, make sure, you know, remind your professors, you know, when you're going to be gone. We're going to be gone this week, this day. So make sure you remind them. Um, so that's what, sh- you know, you do. We make sure our girls are communicating so that, you know, over communication is best right. really with your professors. Yeah. And then you know, if, the, if there ever is a situation like that, you're going to get like, say, a teacher, you miss an exam and they're like, well, you can't take it. You know, mm-hmm. they're not allowed to do that. That's why we have that fa- faculty athletic rep. And Good. and they're there to back us on that. Like we actually um, had a bus breakdown when we were coming back from our last competition in Shadron. And and uh, so we missed the first day of finals week. Mm. So we had a couple of girls miss exams. So then they had to you know, get in contact with professors and that faculty athletic rep and, and then ended up making them up later in the week. So, okay, that's good. Yeah. Um, so if you have students that are kind of struggling with academics, do you guys do any type of tutoring or offer any type of study hour with your students? Yep. So, um, we actually have a mandatory, uh, six hours of study hall okay. a week for incoming freshmen and then kind of going forward, depending on your GPA, mm-hmm. um, those can change. So like, um, you know, anywhere from one, one hour, you know, if you have a super good GPA, one hour a week is all we require. Mm-hmm. Um, tutoring wise, yeah, we have a tutoring center. It's it's super it, it's super cool. They have like a writing center where you write a paper, you can send it in, mm-hmm. and they'll literally edit it for you and send it back to you. Okay. Like if you're like, hey, I need it to be in MLA format, you know, or whatever yeah. the case, you send it to them, let them know. They'll edit it for you, send it back, and then yeah, our tutoring center. I mean, they have anywhere from people in masters working on stuff that'll tutor you, or like. People that are in their fourth year, you know, people work in the like other students that have taken the classes, you know, will will be in the in the tutoring center, and then all the professors have office hours too that you can go in and okay. and get tutoring from them. So. Good, I'm glad you guys support that. It's important. Yeah. Um, what kind of expectations do you have academic wise for your athletes? So our team goal is always to have above a 3.0 okay. as a team. Um, I I'm not sure yet. We haven't totally crunched the numbers, but we have two girls ineligible, so I don't know. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, that's kind of our goal as a team. Uh, we always like to stick to A's and B's. That's what we tell them. Mm-hmm. Um, at least, you know, 
if you can maybe get a C, you know, but we don't want to see D's and F's, obviously. Um, but yeah, that, that 3.0 as a team is kind of our team goal as a cumulative together. Where do you guys go to nationals? Our, our national tournament this year is in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Okay. Um, and it, and, it and when is that? Uh, it'll be the first weekend of March, or yeah, first weekend of March. So I think it's March 6th, something like that. Okay. First weekend of March. Yeah. Um, and yeah, this year it's in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, um, which is actually the same venue I was in last year. So it'll be yeah. kind, of, kind of funny. But uh, so like our regional tournament uh, is in Texas this year. Okay. So just outside of Houston. Um, and our region's kind of crazy because the Midwest is a little bit behind with, with women's wrestling. Like you look yeah. at like the West Coast region. Like, they have teams that are all close to each other. Right. But then our region's all messed up. We have, like, Texas, Missouri. Like, we're all over the all place. Over. North Dakota, South yeah. Dakota. Um, so excited, excited to get more teams in the future, too, in our, in our area so we don't have to travel so much. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, it's fun, too. You said you travel a lot. Um, where's the farthest place that you guys travel? Um, well, like this year, we flew out to Georgia for the Life okay. Open. So we went to Life University Open. That was, you know, way down south. That was that was a far one. And then Texas is far. Other than that, it's all bus trips. And I'd say, you know, the furthest we travel, like Sioux Falls, which is in South Dakota, which mm -hmm. I think a couple of Wyoming girls actually wrestle yeah. there. Um, and it's about six and a half, seven hours. Um, Shadron was about eight hours, I think. So that's probably the furthest we drive about eight hours. Uh, we flew to Georgia okay. and then we're going to fly to, to regionals, which is in Texas. Awesome. Yeah. How's your team looking? Good. Good. We, uh, you know, out of our three national qualifiers, qualifiers from last year, uh, we have two returning. One of the girls actually quit, which is kind of sad. She yeah. went. She went back home. But uh, so we have two of them back, and then uh, uh, two freshmen. Really excited about our one hundred nine pounder and our one sixteen pounder. Um, looking super tough. Um, our freshman at one sixteen actually, when we were at Life Open, which is super tough open. Mm -hmm. I mean, they got like ten of the top 15 teams in NAIA yeah, and then like right. six of the top 10 teams in D2. And uh, yeah, it was, she, she went four and two lost in the blood round. So that was, mm -hmm. you know, Our cool for her as a true, <laughs> yeah, true freshman though. And we're, we're excited for her too. And, and then obviously those returning national qualifiers looking for them to make big bounds this year too. So, yeah. Um, so what advice would you have for girls that want to go to college and wrestle regardless of if it's your school or not? Um, what advice would you give them? Um, I would say, if you're even thinking about it, just do it. You're not going to regret it. Um, and even if, say, you do it and it's not for you, I mean, at least you did it. Um, you know, like when when I was deciding if I wanted to wrestle or not, I was kind of on the fence and I was like, yeah, I'm just going to do it mm -hmm. and wrestle for six years. So I would say commit to it. But if you commit to it, you know, do it 100%. Right. Don't, don't go into it half in, half out. Like if you're going to do it, jump all the way in. Be committed, work hard, keep your nose down. And listen to your coaches. Yes, that's important. Yes. <laughs> um, so what are you looking forward to this coming season? Are you um, recruiting specific things for this following season? Um, what does your recruiting process still have? Uh, yep. So um, right now we're kind of, well, we're looking for those smaller girls. Okay. So, you know, we have, we have two 109 pounders. So looking for like 101, 109, um, okay. looking for some smaller girls. Uh, also looking for, for some 191 pounders, 170, so up up in the bigger weight classes, um, and then one or two in the middle. Our middle is pretty good, but like 155, we only have one girl right now. Our other girl got hurt, so so looking to fill up, you know, probably that 155 pound weight class too. Okay. And then, uh, you know, we'll take we'll take anybody else that uh, you know 
that we see potential in because there's no reason why we shouldn't. You know, we're we're young right now, so right. So there's you know, we oldest girl on our team's nineteen. You know, because yeah. they're all first and second years. So, so we're still building. So really, there's we could take, you know, we can take pretty much anybody. I mean, we're solid in a few weight classes, but just just places to build girls up. So yeah. Um. So how can they reach you if they're interested? Um. So if they wanted to reach me. Um, like I said, you can go right on our website and it, it has my email. Um, it's keegan.barry at Um Reach out to me there. And honestly, if you if you want to reach out to me, you can. My phone number is 307-259-1558. Um, I've been in contact with a couple of Wyoming girls, actually. I think I talked to you about it. talked to Metal King and uh, uh, Josie Hauk. Mm-hmm. Hauk? Yeah, Hauk. Yeah. 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 Um, talking to them a little bit, hoping to get them on a recruiting trip here in the, you know, next coming months so awesome i love to hear that yeah so uh yeah and if you're interested even even just filling out that recruiting form and then shooting us an email and say hey i filled out the recruiting form you know here's my information also just so you know you can look you know check me out and and we'll look into it and then and then reach out to you so awesome um so is there anything else you'd like to add or say to the listeners listening today yeah if you if you're uh a girls wrestler and you're you're looking to compete at the next level definitely definitely check us out and uh even if it's not us like i said go for it you won't regret it so yeah i totally agree um so i'm just gonna go ahead and end us on a quote here so it starts like this there there may be people that have more talent than you but there's no excuse for anyone to work harder than you do um and that's by derek jeter so i think a big thing for college is working hard um, if you want to go that next level, you can't have bad grades. You can't let your mind slip. You have to not miss practice. You have to not miss class. You have to keep working and working and working, especially at that next level, um, because it is different and you are training harder and you are the performance is your body, you know, so you have to keep that and work hard. Um, so, you know, if, for those girls that started as a junior, you know, if they work and work and work and work, they can get to the exact same place as everybody else if they just keep working hard. So definitely, um, that's just something I wanted to end us on. So thank you so much for joining us today, Keegan. Um, and thank you guys so much for joining us. And we will see you guys next time. Bye. I can't accept the loss. I'm hard-headed. There's a little bit of madness to my method. Many falling off that fine line that I'm treading. I risk anything to be great and I'm not letting nobody rob me of my victory. Number one, that's what I'm meant to be. When by any means, only thing that makes sense to me, I can make nice or make history.